1: welcome to another exciting episode of the comic book chronicles <laughs> i just just reminded myself that was watching something recently um has me thinking about the, the way i've been inflicting things and pronunciations, but we'll get into that. Uh, I am your host, writer cat. You can find me at writer on Twitter. You can find me at news, news. Need on Twitter. You can find me at CB caps on Instagram. South
0: Carolina with Columbia down the way.
1: <laughs> and the sound effects you've come heard come from none other than our man co-hosting from, from the, from the borough one agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody?
0: Co-hosting from the Borough of Kings. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, we go hard. We go hard. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go hard. Hmm.
1: Hadn't heard that one in a minute. <laughs> uh, and you could find this here podcast on the Coastal Podcast Network. That's CSPN.us. Do it today. <laughs> You can also find us on your podcast personal place of choice, whether it be Google play, Apple, iTunes, (aka Apple podcasts, Spotify, or the coastal of the podcast networks, SoundCloud page.
0: Make sure to click like, and subscribe and leave us all the positive five star reviews.
1: And uh, you could also find us recording every Thursday night. Uh, mostly anyway, uh, Nine thirty ish p.m. Eastern time uh, on the YouTube channel of the click nation. That's youtube.com slash the click nation and twitch.tv slash comic book chronicles.
0: Make sure to click like subscribe and hit the notification button so that you know
1: when we are on live. Yeah. And folks, we are going to just hit the ground running this week again, even though we don't have half as new half as much news as we did last week, with um spoiler free, spoiler light recaps of um Star Star Wars The Mandalorian and Star Trek Picard uh season three uh finales.
0: Yeah, the respective season three finales. Incredible, isn't it, folks? Yeah. That we've gotten to this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Safer to say that both of them delivered in interesting ways. Yes, yes, I think so, and I think that uh, overall,
0: and we'll take them one at a time. Yes. And it's not really fair to compare them because I feel that uh, I feel that, and it's not a spoiler here, folks. We've been kind of talking about the uh, the Picard uh, season three being the last. Season of Picard, and knowing that they could go all out, and the theme of their season was, in fact, as I've said many a time, getting the band back together for one last ride. Unlike the fast crew, this last ride <laughs> actually ends this season. So, uh, <laughs> that I think was. The impetus for a pretty strong overall season, you know, obviously there are nits to pick and ups and downs to to endure during the season. But I feel that the third season of Picard overall was the strongest of all three seasons, stronger than I think the first two combined in my in my opinion.
1: I agree with so, that. Well, since we're already on that line, we'll go ahead. We'll we'll do that one. We'll we'll start. Right.
0: No, I mean, we'll, I mean, I'll we'll circle back to, to Mandalorian just yeah. because I wanted to take them as, as whole packages, as whole viewing them as whole seasons, um, uh, upfront, and just saying that I think that Picard as a whole, the third season was stronger simply because they had the ability. To throw everything against the wall and to really tell this kind of throwback and shout out, you know, like, you know, dropping all the all the the Easter eggs and 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 potentially laying um, uh, uh, planting new seeds for new stories. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the Mandalorian, it seemed like. And I heard this on another podcast, so obviously, uh, you know, I apologize for not having uh, a completely uh, original idea, but I found myself in total agreement. It felt like they – the showrunners for The Mandalorian had too many goals to meet and did not have an overall theme for the season, and we found ourselves kind of jumping around until the last three episodes.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I would partially agree with that, but also I kind of... I feel like they know what they were trying to do, but I feel like they kind of put too much in to do so. Mm. Because we saw it with the... Well, we didn't see it with the Bad Batch, because the Bad Batch was like, well, there was, there wasn't really much else to do but to kind of start down a certain road, but with with the Mandalorian, just like okay, yeah, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna do a little bit of this on the side, just kind of. Which you, in a way you kind of get because, yeah, the, the you know, it, the, the timeline never stops, so right. you you kind of kind of keep certain things up in the air to get to the end goal. But um, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, let's let's uh, circle back around to uh, the particulars of Star Trek Card Season Three, which so is, you so we want to go back to Star Trek first. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um. So season three, episode ten, which is the last one, it's called "The Last Generation," and as, as Agent Seventy said, it is definitely the last, uh, the last ride of the uh, the uh, the crew of the, uh, the the Star Trek, the Star was the Starship Enterprise D, specifically. Right, right. So I, I definitely say I put out some halfway joking but halfway serious theory on uh on twitter a couple of days ago prior to to the show and some of it actually kind of came true but it also a couple of them were like things that other people were were kind of intimating also so it's, it's not fully original but i just kind of put a little spin on it like i said something uh, what happened at the end pretty much i was like yeah okay that makes sense and of course they were going to do that the couple of other right. things that i wish kind of had happened that didn't happen didn't happen but nevertheless it was still a pretty good i was actually kind of shocked with the way they ended it before the last part of it and again the show just came out today so we won't want to spoil too much of it um at all but i feel like it was a pretty good send-off for for that crew yes agreed um that being said looks i'm trying to trying to Think of some stuff to, to, kind of, to kind of dance around. There are I can't can say that so, certain uh, certain folks spoilers may see. I mean, stop spoilers theories may seem to have some weight on it. Giving the outset of it, um, there was actually a surprise at the end that I was like, that was kind of asked. <laughs> at the end of the uh, the the uh, at the end of the show, also because I had the same question as the as this one ca- character asked, so I was like, "Yeah, wait, hold on." But also, like, the, there's still like a a, a tie a, a loose end or two from like last season, maybe even first season, that was like, "Okay, so are they going to do anything with that that they did not do here?" But I guess, given what we know now, could as Agent 70 said, be, um, you know, be part of those new stories that they end up um, uh, coming across right. you know, at a later date. So what you got to say?
0: I mean, ultimately, I feel that, you know, as I said earlier, you know, there are seeds planted and, you know, they're they're enticing because it's a mix of semi new Trek and new Trek. And when I say semi new Trek, it's a, a one character that comes back from semi old Trek, right. Right? right? And a mix of other characters that came mm-hmm. with new Trek. So that is an interesting mix. I will say that uh, I, I saw a smattering of actors in uh, in this show that I had seen in other projects. I was mm-hmm. like, wait a second, that 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 that. Asian dude at the helm, I think, is in beef. I think he's the guy that plays Ali Wong's husband. Oh, nice. On, net, on, the, on the Netflix series. Right. I, I I binged that last weekend. So, for the culture. So, sure. um,
1: D- despite the controversy, apparently. Or which controversy? This about controversy about around a lot of things. Oh, that's true. About the, I think the showrunner or the dude that's behind it got his. Yeah, I don't know. We'll talk later. Don't worry about it. Um, nice. <laughs> Like you said, so like there's I, always there's something.
0: controversy about a lot of things. Yeah, you it was,
1: well, I, you know, yeah. There, anyway, let's talk later.
0: left and right,
1: exactly. Uh, yeah, so, people, people out there know what's going on. So, ultimately, I'll say that um, the, the 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 story
0: t- turned out okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. I like the homages to certain things. Um, I like that. Uh, it was I guess that's a spoiler. Let's just say people come out scarred, but only to a very light degree
1: yeah i mean if you if you have seen the episodes up until now, you ca- and you have seen enough Star Trek, you kind of get the gist of what's what potentially could happen to certain characters, right. So it's not that big of a spoiler, but yeah, it is an actual sport to what to, to, to I guess, to a, a certain degree. But yeah, Um I said, like, I'm curious to see if there's going to be any uh, announcements coming up to any further uh, projects outside of the ones that we've already heard about, at least, or at least the one that we've already heard about uh, that is coming uh, down the pipe. But um, yeah, like I said, enjoy the story and the whole, you know, tapping into. Old track, old track, and kind of blending from stories from different parts of that same universe, and or and even circling back to one that was kind of, you know, in TNG proper uh, for a good bit, including the movies, kind of revisiting that stuff. Uh, You know, not a big surprise because they've been doing it all, you know, all three seasons, much less just this one, but they did it in a pretty effective way that wasn't too groan-inducing. That wasn't actually groan-inducing personally, but again, you know, the people's affection for Star Trek TNG can can let go of a lot of things.
0: (laughs) Right, right. And it's that era of Trek, right? When I say that era, we're talking about TNG, DS9, and even into Voyager, Mm -hmm. because that is the Trek for a certain generation.
1: Yeah, that's true. The next generation, some would say. <laughs> oh no! Why? Oh, I'm dying! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> it was too easy. You just had to. floop. <laughs> I, 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 I put it up on put yeah,
0: right, uh, so, you know. so it up on a T for right. So, ultimately, uh, you know, it was a it was a pretty satisfactory ending for Picard. Now, however, we have to deal with Mando
1: and the kind of strange things that happened there. Indeed. And strange is it not in, you know, things that happened in the actual story was actually fairly straightforward and fairly breezy. It, right. What the pace of it was, it the problem is, was the okay, this is where we are now part of the situation. Right, right, right.
0: And I'll tell you. You know, there, there are a couple of developments in the episode that were, you know what? are things that make you say. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. I'll tell you the but, but first let me start with the things that uh, were, uh, you know, pretty, pretty fun to see, you know, like mid air Mandalorian style combat air to air combat. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty great. cool. Yeah. You know, it's stuff that we'd seen in Rebels and, uh, and a little bit of Clone Wars, like that kind of air-to-air Mandalorian-style combat. But it was really nice to see that in live action. Right. So I, re- I was really I- – I dug that. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, The part that I-, I-, I didn't necessarily dig was um, the destruction of a particular
1: artifact – yeah, the prices that's going to. I thought about it after I saw that. I was like, "What well, prices? This is going up real quick." Right, because when I saw that, I was like, "Emotional damage." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I, I like, kinda, "What?" I kind of felt a kind of way too. I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, come on!" How
0: I was wait a second, filoni Favro. What the hell? I got all the reaction. Like, I've got my reaction sound effect page in front of me right now because I, I had so many feelings about this episode because, you know, it was I, – I definitely sat up and clapped during one scene hmm. towards the end, right? I sat up and clapped. Mm-hmm. I kind of laughed when I saw – Bo-Katan try to do a cap with a tiny little laser shield.
1: I was like, no, no, that's not going to work, Bo-Katan. Yeah, but, if, yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, that's, 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 that's that's cute, but, um... <laughs> you know,
0: that's not a shield. This is a shield. That's, you know, that's the, that, that's the, that, that's the, uh, the, the meme right there, right? Right. <laughs> you know, like, literally, you know, the meme writes itself.
1: Right. But, but at the same time, it was like, okay, what she was doing with it. I was like, all right. And, 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 right, the sentiment is correct. Right, the thought right. is there.
0: The thought really does count in a lot of instances. But guess right. what? I don't think there was enough thought into that one. So
1: Yeah, I I, I, yeah, I agree. Because I was like, yeah, if, if what happened didn't happen, that could have gone all kind of ways of bad.
0: But... Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But so. maybe you could take it but as yeah, like,
1: I'll, okay, they thought, they they knew... What was going to happen was, or something was going to happen in that case. So therefore, we had to do this. I don't know. That's kind of stretching it a little bit, a lot, right? But. Right.
0: So I guess what I guess what we can do is just talk about, you know, like how our feelings about the season uh, three of The Mandalorian as a whole, or where we think we're going from here, without spoiling too much, because you know, ultimately, we have some of the news that came out of Celebration. Right, when We don't know exactly what season four of Mando is going to do or if we're going to go straight into what the plans uh, uh, are that were revealed in Celebration.
1: It seems as though that latter is probably going to be the case. So before we get to it, uh, I will just say that uh, this is episode eight of The Mandalorian season three, chapter 24, which is named The Return. And uh, part of me was thinking there was actually going to be the return of a character for some reason but I couldn't I couldn't understand why that uh this this character would would come back or maybe they would go further into um indeed kind of uh you know leveraging the uh the news from celebration and starting that ball rolling which they mm-hmm. didn't didn't seem to do either so it was pretty much a hey here we go we we're we're, get we're we're there now we're here, coming into the outside of it, and this is a, kind of a shorter-ish episode. Well, it's it's, it's not because the people I'm saying because there's actually people are like yeah, this, the ending is kind of on the short side, which it is for the ending of a show because the um Star Trek Picard was like an hour and uh like an hour and yep. two minutes or something. Yep, yep, and, yep. And yep. this is pretty much a standard size episode of uh, the Mandalay uh, Mandalorian give or take because actually there is one from what I'm saying is a uh, a shorter show. But that that was from this. But nevertheless, um, yeah, like I said, it was weird to kind of get to the end, and it was like, okay, this is that's this is what we got. Uh, but the season as a whole, I guess everything, most of the stuff you said like previously, kind of does fit because, like, yeah, they and what we've all been saying was like, yeah, they kind of fit a whole bunch in here to kind of take care of some stuff. To to I guess not being able to have another project to do it in before whatever, uh, some of the stuff from note celebration, you know, ends up bearing out. Right. So, um, but yeah, it was just, it was I, as much as I hate to say it, this was kind of a cut and dry episode. It was not saying it wasn't good. And the season is as, as, in the whole as a whole, wasn't good, but, um, I don't know, I guess, we've gotten sports to the point where it's like, okay, where we used to, whether we are getting anything else out of this, such as another season or not, we used, we we're kind of used to the fact that it was like, all right, there's going to be at least a seed or two that could be picked up on. And there still kind of is, but for the most part, it's like, well, as far as this story is concerned, here we are until they pick up something new, which seems mm-hmm. to be a, potentially a thing. So, I don't know. I'd I'd let you take it from there.
0: No, I mean, at the end of the day, the the bulk of this story is setting up the next steps for the Mandalorian people. Right. Right. And, again, filling in some of the gaps between Return of the Jedi and the sequel trilogy. And... You know, we are carrying forward some of the concepts that we came to learn about in the sequel trilogy. Some,
1: mm-hmm. not a lot, just a few. Right.
0: You now, know,
1: so. um, given what we found out in this episode, and given what we know is to be happening from Celebration, like, even though at, on the surface it doesn't seem like okay, the two are going to connect. But if you think about what coming out, comes out of the outset of this uh, of this thing, like okay, we we see where they're basically. Uh, I've been hearing floating around. They're setting up um, a Star Wars Avengers, quote unquote, type situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Bo Katan and Mando and Grogu and. Mm-hmm. soka, soka
1: and, and Sabine and if they find Sabine, if, if right, Sabine and
0: Hera and whoever else is in Ahsoka right. band
1: together to, to face
0: the, 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 the foe that not any one of them can fight before probably being
1: Thrawn and somebody else. Yep, nah it's probably just Thrawn because uh, they hadn't really set up anybody else
0: but, well, I mean, they beat Thrawn with just a bunch of space whales and Ezra.
1: True, but look, but also if you think about that uh, that season, it kind of took them a minute to get to that point. <laughs> that's true. So I'm just teasing folks about the space whales, kinda. I, kinda, but uh, but it's true. <laughs> and we still don't know what happened after that. So there, that's definitely a thing that they're going to uh, that, that's going to have to come up on something. You know, more likely than not, Ahsoka as to right. what happened there and leading into whatever they're trying to lead into. So, but we got some time on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, looks like I said, another uh, Mandalorian season in, on, in the books. Um, you know, uh, uh, a couple of one to one toy, one, one piece of merchandise down. Uh, another one's still kind of on the table, even though, well, excuse me, two pieces of merchandise possibly down, but one's still on the table. That's what we know is going right. to come.
0: And we know there's going to be a Jack Black and Lizzo action figure at some point. So, you know, those may very well be collector's items. Quite likely.
1: Um, but yeah, we're going to, I guess, if we're done with that, uh, we're going to go into the books. Yes. Um, but we're going to say, what up to Benji Games too. who, uh, who? Uh, out in the in the chat. Um a few minutes ago, but we didn't want to. Yeah, Roddy, yeah. you had one thing you wanted to mention before we moved on to books, right? That is correct, actually. Yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. Um so I watched the uh Power Rangers um once and again, once and always special from on Netflix uh earlier today. Um and I I for the most part I enjoyed it. It was um I don't want to say predictable because that's that's not right but also it's you know as power rangers it goes a kind of certain way but also it seems it was a nice special with some with some um with some a couple of touching touching moments in it because they the way they kind of uh couched it is basically actually has to do with a um and um if you've seen the the, the, uh, the trailers for it, you kind of know, but the, the the Ranger Legacy, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently that might carry on from what I've seen and read. I don't know if that's a thing that's going to, uh, uh, I don't know how if, if or when, well, I do know how, but I don't know if that's going to be a thing that's going to get carried on from there on but i guess we will see like i said the thing just came out like yesterday uh, as a re- recording so i don't want to spoil it also but like I said, it was fun if you're a fan of the power rangers uh, you will i think you will like it they put a little bit of money into it actually even though some of the cg for the for uh, uh a, a certain part um you know still looks a little on the cheap side but that's like considering how the one of the m- movies cg was from back in the day it's it's still kind of better and obviously you don't have the full you know ranger team for various reasons or the original ranger team for various reasons so they kind of made some concessions and did and kind of worked around that you know uh and of course uh as this i guess is kind of a spoiler but there's you know the um the uh Kind of a tribute to the to uh three train three train and uh uh Jason David Frank, you know, for them uh for the uh because they had passed so but yeah, all in all, it was it was cool, it it was fun, it was it was good to see. There was, there was um, I, I there was this thing which was asked and answered that was got that did get answered, but it's still well. And another thing that I guess may come up again—I don't know if if, if that's the case—because uh, it was kind of curious, uh, curiosity as to how certain things could happen if uh, a thing had already happened in the past. Which uh, you know, again, fans of that era of Power Rangers know what I'm talking about. Um, so they kind of tried to explain that a little bit, but still, not as much as I I would you would think they would. So, Or could, I guess. I don't know. After a certain point of Power Rangers, things kind of was like, I don't know. Here, we just got this thing going on and psh, keep on going. Morphin grid, check. Peace. Keep going. Like I said, fan of the Power Rangers, you'll like it and uh, and, and enough said about it. That's better. Check it out if you do get a chance because it is kind of fun and get to see some some of the um, some old crew, but not a whole lot. Because so, it wasn't like one of those, hey, we're going to get everybody back together, but just a uh, you know, a certain part of a certain um, uh, beginnings of, I guess, the beginnings and part of uh, the Rangers. And not like they have done in the past. It's just like, here's every Red Ranger (laughs) type situation, or whatever the case may be. But like I said, still fine. Now we can go on into the books of the week.
0: Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice.
1: And we're going to start off with... Amazing Spider Man number 24. This is the. Not the penultimate,
0: but I guess it is the lead into the big anniversary issue. Mm hmm. Coming up very soon. It's written by Zeb Wells with pencils by John Romita Jr., inks by Scott Hanna, colors by Marcio Minis, and letters by our favorite lettering Paisan, VC's Joe Caramania. So. I will tell you that I speed read this issue just prior to the beginning of the show, as we were doing our pre-show, um, you know, our pre-show, uh, setup. And I did it on the advice of Roddy cat because he, he mentioned it's something that I would want to read and it would read fairly quickly. And he was right on both accounts. Although what I got out of it was not necessarily what, you know, I was expecting, although I kind of was because ultimately it did fall into place pretty much how we thought it did. There are a couple of reveals that fill in a few more of the gaps, but ultimately here we are about to discover, uh, you know, the the, the, the the final step of what drives a wedge between a bunch of characters. Uh, As we found in the first issue of this volume of Amazing Spider-Man, you know we know, but we kind of we basically know for 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 most of the characters, um, you know we we, if there's one comment that I made while reading this that Roddy Cat, uh, you know gave a a a pretty resounding agreement to was why on earth are the are they you know, thieving from these characters and not asking them for specific help. But that's, you know, that's, it's
1: story based. What are you going to do? Got to move the plot along. Pretty much. And as Agent70 asked before the show, why are you asking for the, for, why are you asking this person for help as opposed to these people that you stole from? Right. Right. Which... Right, right right you know my only answer was one comics two it, just to further just, just to just to take that box of the plot it doesn't make any kind of sense at all but again this is the story we got so um also there is some news that we're going to get to that seems a little um hyper maybe maybe it's going to bear out because i feel like uh Agent 70 and I were pretty much already... were halfway there to what, this art, uh, to what this article is intimating. And that's all I will say about that until we get to it. Uh, and with that, um, we're going to go into Rapid Fire.
0: All right, we're going to go into Rapid Fire. I will play the Rapid Fire sound effect, of course. Of course I will, of course but there is a sound effect that I am searching for right now that I want to play because a particular game just went final and I'm looking for my reaction and I'm not, Oh, here we go. Here it is. So, you know, it is a uh, game two of the first round of the NHL playoffs. The new Jersey the New York Rangers just beat the New Jersey devils for a, A second time in a row with the same score, five to one. Okay, that's enough of that. Next up, we are going into rapid fire. I ain't got time to breathe. First up, I guess, for rapid fire, because it is the only other book I read this week, is Avengers Assemble Omega, number one. It's written by Jason Aaron. And without getting into the specifics of their art chores, the providers of the art on this giant-sized book are Aaron Cooter, Dexter Vines, Ivan Fiorelli, Javier Garon, Jim Toe, and Alex Sinclair. Uh, letters are by VCs, Corey Petit. Uh, it's sort of how we expected things to pan out. What I was telling Roddy Cat before this is that it's not exactly putting all of the toys back into the toy box. Not exactly. because of, you know, And this seems to be the trend nowadays in all of these big event books. Where majority of the toys are put back into the toy box to you know, go on their own adventures uh, after the story is finished. But there are a few select characters that are taken either out of play, put into positions or situations or places that are very much unexpected. And whether or not something comes of these characters very soon or far down the road is left to be seen. We also have the development of new characters who were born, literally born out of the pages of this event and now find themselves. Not to quote PM Dawn, but they're set adrift on memory bliss, um, you know they're, they're essentially adrift and find themselves with a new purpose uh, based on some aspects of this Avengers Assemble story. So that is where we find ourselves at the end of this big capper to Jason Aaron's Avengers run. So that's, that, I see, that, that I see is kind of like the overall theme for a lot of these events now like that's how it breaks down. There are certain there there are a few characters who are completely thrown into uh situations foreign to them and we'll see whether or not that's touched on anytime soon. There are new characters introduced in the event that are uh int- that are are used to set up new stories and the old toys are, you know, still left to, you know, Uh, left for, uh, uh, you know, subsequent creators to tell stories with. If you, if, if that sounds familiar, sounds just like spider verse, it's probably going to be the end of the, the same story. It's the same story of the end of the spider verse as well. If you think about what, what I just described, you know, that seems to be how a lot of these big events are ending nowadays. So I will leave it at that. And that's it for my, uh, rapid fire. And a little bit of commentary on event books.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's no, pretty spot on, actually. Um, <clears throat> well, for myself, we're going to get into some DC, actually. With Static Shadows of Dakota number three of six. Six, six, six. six. Um, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, Where is... Oh, you love the way this thing happens. There we go. Um, so, written by uh, Nicholas Draper Ivy and uh, Vida Ayala, art by Nicholas Draper Ivy, with additional colors by Will Quintana, and lotus by And World Design. So, um, we get a visit from the, the Blood Syndicate, uh, who I, I questioned, I was like, wait, is this the. the, the did, did they do the wrong book and uh, whatever, but which, you know, this is all into the Dakota verse. So of course there's always some crossover, but, uh, the part they play into it kind of serves as a, a Q and a for who may or may not be the big bad of this arc. Um, but also I guess serving into intentions of someone else who may or may not be helping a uh, said person or maybe doing a similar thing and what's going on to with uh within here so uh as i've said before with this book there are bang babies that are getting um uh kidnapped and experimented on and virtuals trying to uh, after one recent happening uh virtuals kind of hot to get out there and try to find out who it was um and this family is like okay sure but, you know you need to do this and I know you know you want to get out there and do this but you need you should you know kind of calm down and do some other things first uh, while there's other stuff with the uh, the blood syndicate that they don't know and none of them know about it, that happens um, and it's going to looks like it's going to get a little closer to home uh, because there is a particular character that's kind of skulking around a, a friend of Virgil's uh, for a reason um uh, that uh i you can kind of guess as to what 's going to happen but yeah uh we're in the middle mark, so uh and this this book still continues to be pretty decent so i 'm uh, enjoying it uh next book for myself is <clears throat> excuse me um Black Adam number ten of twelve being uh script by Christopher Priest. Uh, pencils by Jose Luis and Montos, inks by Jonas Trindad and Montos, colors by Matt Herms, and letters by Willie Schubert. So yeah, we're this is the the um, I guess the final corner in this um in this Black Art se- uh, Black Adam series, and yeah, I there's parts of this thing that I have no idea what's going on. I will say because there's some there's some folks kind of floating around that. Adam may or may not have had uh some uh, hand in creating or bringing into to, to into existence and they're kind of kind of around doing some things and i I suspect that's going to come in the head in the next issue or two uh and then there's of course some political things uh going on with uh adam and Kandak. um and then there's this there's this, of course there's this other new adam um uh, in the form of Malik, who I guess recently is uh, uh been healed uh or not healed but uh, at least gotten better from the what the 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 uh the virus that kind of plagued both him and Adam. But it seems that uh, there's going to be because of some uh, shenanigans that was that happened in this not necessarily shenanigans. Probably a little, little too much for that, but. Some subterfuge that happens in this issue is going to cause them to butt butt heads in the next one. Uh, so, of course, like I said, at, probably at the end of the next issue is going to be like, "Oh well, here's what all here's what all this was about," and go. But we'll see when that happens, or when and or if that happens. Next up is Batman Superman World's Finest number fourteen. Um, written by Mark Wade, art by Dan Mora, colors by Tamara Bonvillain, and letters by Steve Wands. So it is a continuing that um, uh, the investigation of who killed Simon Stagg, but it seems that not all is what it seems in that situation. Uh, and uh, especially given some of the things that they found out in this particular issue that... Um, yeah i guess as tropes go not surprising i i i suppose but we also see team-ups of uh superman and robin and metamorpho and batman and bruce wayne uh (laughs) getting kind of salty because of some pretty good investigation on not his part against that ended up being against him from last issue which that was kind of a funny part of this but, you know, um, Soups and Robin kind of ends up in, in a little bit of automated trouble. Uh, and there's a couple of cameos by some uh, DC notables, let's just say, you know, that Wade and, and Morris tend to put in this book uh, at times. So, you know, always it's kind of fun. Next up Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Um, number four. As I find, I should probably use this, <laughs> this, um, cover, but let me find the other one. There we go. Uh, scripted by Amanda Daybert, uh, art and color by Carlo Lauro and letters by Jeff Eccleberry. So last few, a couple of issues have been pretty much, uh, Drake Mallard out of retirement or in retirement from dark duck. And the people around him are trying to get him to, to kind of unretire, trying to pull him back in, which unsurprisingly uh, happened in this issue. Uh, and unsurprisingly, the way it happens, uh, you know, should be no surprise. But if you are a fan of Darkwing Duck, I think you will uh, continue to enjoy this book because they kind of keep in the same tone of the uh, animated series. So, um, I'm sure there probably was a book at some, uh, another set of books prior to this also, uh, next up is She-Hulk number 12, also legacy, uh, numbered 175 of, uh, of our free favorite green skin giantess, the jade giantess, as she, sometimes she is called. Um... Written by Rainbow Rowell, art by Andres Genelet and Joe Quiones, um who also does art on a, a backup story. Uh, color artist D. Konef and Brian Venez- Valenza, who also does um, colors on said backup story. And Letters for the Whole Thing by BC's Joe Caramania. Uh, as I was telling Agent 70 before the show, part of the the main story kind of goes back to the end of um, the end of the last issue in which uh, Jen kind of got vexed by a dude uh, stealing a thing. And there is a revisitation of that uh, near the end of the main story. But there's also Jen pretty much had one heck of a day in her legal, uh, legal life. Or one long day, I says in her leave of her life, and there's also a, a part in this where she's talking to Jack about a thing. So uh, all of that is still in there. And the backup um, has to do with uh, Jen on her off time, um, starting another type of club that uh, is far different from the fight club that we've seen started up in this book, uh, but also kind of. Um, I guess hashes out a thing between her and our fellow adventurer uh, at the outset of it. So, this was a particular click of the week of me. I, I enjoyed the story. So, it's a nice read. It's a good read, I should say. Uh, next up, Hellcat number two. Uh, there we go. Uh, written by Christopher Cantwell, with art by Alex Lenz, color artist KJ Diaz, and letters by VC's Ariana Marr. So, uh, daddy issues, the past and the revelations from the last, uh, ep- issue kind of all meld here, um, in a way. Also, if you're a nineties kid, uh, Marvel's kid, and you remember the name Sleepwalker, they also play a part of this issue of this book. Because Marvel, if nothing else, uh, and certain writers love kind of bringing back um <laughs> old ride old characters you don't, you haven't thought about in I don't know how long. And this Why? Is one of those, exactly, and this is one of those cases. So, I won't say too much more than that, but um, it's it's a it's an interesting read. Uh, last up for myself is. Probably another uh, potential click of the week for myself. In Star Wars Sana Staros number three. I'm not... Mm, I don't... Th- no, yeah. I think this is ongoing, actually. I think that has been confirmed that this is ongoing. Or it's going to go until it doesn't. Um, but it's written by Justina Ireland. With art by Perry Perez. Uh, color artist Dono Sanchez-Almara. And letters by V.C.'s Char- uh, Travis Lanham. So... Uh, to to coin the Fast and the Furious uh, folks family, mm. that is the issue of the day here. Uh, you know, Sana kind of was taking a break from. I assuming what I still not sure what happened in the pages of Doctor Afra, um, and found herself in a whole different other mess with uh, with a bunch of her family members, um, including apparently one family member who shows up in this book who i did not know was family or may or may not actually i guess hasn't been explained as to how they're family but they are family in a a high republic bounty hunter who has shown up through who showed up during that um that Bounty Hunter, War of the Bounty Hunters uh, crossover, which I think may have or gotten introduced in that event, actually. Uh, who's kind of floating around and has some connection to the Staros family. So, and that kind of comes out in this issue. Also, spoiler alert, um, Sana Risa Rancor. Why is she doing that? You have to read the book to find out. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of fun. Um, and, and this book has been pretty fun uh, read uh, uh, for the last few issues, and I don't expect that to, to change anytime soon. So, yeah, if you in, if you like star Sana Staros, uh, I think you should check this book out. And that's it for me. Clicks of the week. Clicks of the week. And we get did get one from actually I forgot to um one of our 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 co hosts got uh, got ahead of us, got ahead of us in their click because apparently it was that strong um as I it's probably not even on it's probably it's <laughs> probably with the bed but uh dirt says that dc silent tales number one which is a one shot uh is his click of the week he didn't say why now if it was i had asked him like was this a a new ongoing but I, that was before i saw the one shot tag but i have seen and matter of fact i think i talked about um the the uh, one of these books that they have done in the recent past like a probably within the last month or two and I don't know if this is like a collection of of those or this is just like some brand new stuff that they just put in a one shot so I don't know that was something I meant to look up before we started recording um but the one I read was seemed kind of fun it felt like they were basically like hey you remember the silent the silent interlude uh, issue of Diageo they pretty much did a whole bunch of stories on that uh, or in that vein but lighter Way gotcha lighter. So, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, okay. And Tim apparently, well, he says he the only book he started was Avengers uh, Assemble Omega, so that's probably going to be the closest.
0: Uh... Right, I was about to say that. Listen, I only had two choices: I right. had Avengers Assemble Omega number one or Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-four, and we know I am not choosing Amazing Spider-Man number
1: twenty-four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Guess what, folks? Avengers Assemble Omega number one is my click of the week pick.
1: <laughs>
0: Automatically.
1: Right. So there we go. We'll, we'll use the Shang-Chi uh, cover. Which, oh, by the way, yeah. I don't know if you, if, if, if for those watching the video version, uh, I think this is the month they brought back corner boxes uh, on, some, on the variant covers. So they're basically kind of killing two birds with one stone. It's good to see the, the, the corner boxes back. If only for a month or, you know, situationally, I guess. So, which actually kind of reminds me of some art that I've been trying to, trying to, uh, do. But, that's for something else. So, let's see. So, they got theirs. It's up to me now. Uh, my choices are, uh, the aforementioned She-Hulk and Star Wars, uh, Santa Staros. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I, I I I like both both of them. Kind of stood up, stood out to me as being some cool reads. I'm just gonna put this as Tim's because I don't know whether that's gonna bear out later. But you know, it'll. I'm sure he'll be fine with that. Um. You know what? I'm going to give the She-Hulk because you know it's a legacy issue. That's not you know it's kind of not a fair bearing, but nevertheless, I think it was a pretty 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 good issue. Uh, issue. I mean, they have been the, 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 this whole series so far has been has been pretty uh, straight. Where wanna make me want to go read, read or Legend? Uh, not read um Runaways, which um I had been meaning to do at some point because of uh, Rainbow Rowell. And even before her her run, actually, but right, 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 right. right. So, with that, folks, uh, that uh, and let me put this the, the, the thing up here real quick before we go into the. Um, there we go. I light that cover. Uh, before we go into the news section, we got one. We got an ad read to go to.
0: All right, folks. Our first ad read of the night is for Wink, your personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronté, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel any time. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash W-I-N-C wink wines through cspn do it today and now we get into the news
1: oh roddy cat is muted sorry before we get into the news i want to ask agent 70 a quick question shoot yeah uh, anything on the horizon either book wise or live action wise that you're looking forward to?
0: <sighs> well, on the horizon, we have literally a couple of uh, you know, I, I was just talking with a uh, uh, you know, I can confirm that I, that, that we have uh, movie protocol set up for guardians we're probably going to have movie protocol set up for fast X too. quite likely. And we're probably going to just two weeks after that. It's little, we're literally going to be, there's going to be a string, like a six week stretch where we're only going to have three shows because every other week will be movie protocol. Because of Enter the Spider Verse,
1: yeah, or we may, you know, or we may fit. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, right, we, exactly. We may t-
0: because at the at, at the end of the day, we tr- you know we try to fit in uh, shows on the, the, the following Friday if we can. Dep- it all depends on our schedule. So we will see, but we definitely will be going into movie protocol for basically every for every two week period for like six weeks. It's a crazy time. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to is that period of time, and that and Ahsoka, that period of time between those three movies and Ahsoka, that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Yeah, that's uh, August. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you on that, cause especially with with what they've been setting up with that thing. I'm like, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. All right. Um, slight subterfuge aside, now we can get onto the news because I forgot to, um, (laughs) I forgot to do a thing with the news. So therefore I had to kind of get Agent 7 to distress.
0: Stalling! We're stalling for
1: time. You know what we do when we're doing that. Oh no. Now with the exception of why this webcam thing came up. There we go. All right. All right, cinematic news, folks. Starting off with, actually, yeah, just kind of, I can kind of blow through this because I kind of said my piece about the the Star uh, Power Rangers thing. So, at this point, the once and always special is out on Netflix. You can go check it out yourself. And the article, which was from like last week, um, pretty much goes into the. It's basically a clip of what they were trying to... What I mentioned they were trying to explain with how powers are still working. And, like I said, they did kind of go away to do such a thing. And I think some of that may have been lifted from the comic books. uh, The more recent comic books. But I'm not... I can't remember. Because I need to go back and actually finish reading that stuff. But I do remember some, some similar thing happening. Nevertheless... There is that, and the the clip is there, but you can, again, like I said, the whole thing is out, so you can just go ahead and watch the whole special if you're so inclined. Next up.
0: All right, the Dungeons & Dragons TV show. This is going to be a TV show? and Now has a showrunner. Variety reports that Drew Cravello will be the showrunner of the upcoming Dungeons & Dragons television show, which is being developed for Paramount+. Cravello is best known as the co-creator of Apple's We Crash limited series. What? And has previously been a producer for movies like Deadpool and X Men First Class. Okay, this marks his first time as the solo showrunner for a series, and will also be and he will also be an executive producer.
1: Okay, so part of this is not giving me too much hope, um, because it says here that. The pilot script for the show was written by Red Notice director Rawson Marshall Thurber. If you've watched that Red, if you've watched Red Notice, uh, the book with The Rock, uh, uh, Gal Gadot, and um, um, Deadpool—I forget, can't remember his name at this point—but Brian Reynolds. Thank you. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, right? Um, But uh, yeah, that doesn't give me that much hope. (laughs) <laughs> for it, but we'll see. It could be, you know, could be better than what, what I'm, what I'm thinking. Anywho's, uh let's see. Uh, this news we alluded to earlier in the, uh, from the Star Trek realm, Star Trek Section Thirty-One original movie event starring Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh has been announced. And that is the article. As you, if you're watching the video version, saying that, uh, which she is. So there's nothing wrong. There's nothing out of it. But yeah, so the Section 31 movie that has been announced started out as a show um, starring Michelle Yeoh with her uh, returning her to uh, her Mirror Universe character, Emperor Philippa uh, Georgiou. Um, and apparently who's been in uh, uh, Star Trek D- Discovery uh, more than the part of it that I saw. But... um. You know, there there is that. Actually, wait, no, we already talked about that. I uh, think. But yeah, so yeah, this is, um, it says here that uh, Michelle Yo says, I'm beyond thrilled to return to the Star Trek family and to the role I've loved so long. So, and it is no secret that this is kind of a, a character that she's wanted to go, come back to at, at, at some point. Uh, but as uh, William Bruce West said, it was like, yeah, she wasn't coming back for, for nothing less, for, for, for nothing less than a uh, than a movie or something, giving her recent Oscar win, which I mean, who, who's to say she she might have come back for a show? You know, so this is she likes to work, <laughs> but yeah. So it is now a movie uh, event, as it says here, and I'm not entirely sure. We don't have a direct date as to when this is going to happen. Um. But we know it's going to happen. And so, oh, It says here, production is beginning later this year, so we don't have any firm date on when it's going to be released. Next up.
0: All righty. So uh, in last week's episode of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, spoiler alert, a character from the main MCU made a surprise appearance. Maria Hill. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Showed up in the episode. And guess who voiced her? Colby Smulders. So that's pretty cool because she returned to reprise her role. Yep.
1: Yeah, I hadn't finished watching uh, those those ones. Because like I said last week, they did put some more of those episodes out there. So there's was just like 16 out there for anybody who wants to check them out. But also, like I said, they kind of lean to the, uh, the more tween side. So your mileage may vary as to whether you will get into it or not. But, it, right. there, but the ones I watched were fun. So, um, next up is the Stanley documentary that is coming to Disney plus this summer. Now we've talked about this before as being a thing that was announced, but now we have something closer to a date. Um, it says, I guess it's just called Stan Lee. Uh, and it will... Yes, it says here that it is going to uh, be on Disney+, Plus June the 16th. So, um, and it says here that the documentary Chronicles leads fascinating life and his times with Marvel, including uh, as co-creator as every other <laughs> character under the sun for that franchise and whatnot. And there's a poster here for the documentary... And, of course, the aforementioned date. So, um, definitely we will be talking about that uh, along with everything else when that, uh, when that releases. Next up.
0: All righty. So, uh, during an interview for Citadel on Prime Video, ComicBook.com's Chris Killian had, at le- had to at least ask Eternal star Richard Madden for his thoughts on the future of, uh, Eternals and maybe the fate of Icarus, the character that he played. And, uh, you know, Madden said, spoiler alert for Eternals, but, uh, it's kind of hard to come back from what happened to Icarus in that movie, isn't it? And they laughed. So ultimately, uh, you know, it sounds
1: like, um, this character may not come back, but we'll see yeah may or may not this is marvel after all things can happen but i I think this article also says like yeah he's supposed to be like superman and superman's solar powered so could go the other way you know right um but john favreau shares how jack black and lizzo ended up in the mandalorian um they're famous well, the, the outside of that but yes uh, during the interview with Entertainment Weekly Favreau Explained um, Lizzo and Jack Black got involved because honestly one of the things we really like about working on the show is we like to bring people in who are fans themselves which I can safely say is true for at least one or two of them or one of them from what I've seen in the past uh, Lizzo and Jack Black were both very active on social media uh, then it goes into uh, how, uh, how they met and um, whatnot. So, but you can read the. If you're watching the video version, you can read the quote right there in front of you. So we don't necessarily have to go into it. But yeah, it, it, as Agent Seventy said, it, it feels like it just falls out to the, just that. But you know, people who self-proclaim who are proclaimed to be fans of a thing have have and have not, you know, gotten into the project they are fans of. But more often than not, they do. Next up.
0: Dave Filoni says you do not have
1: to watch The Clone
0: Wars to understand Ahsoka, the series. But guess what? You really should watch it. And I agree. Yeah. You should watch it anyway.
1: Totally. It's a great series. So, yeah. yeah it's like So, obviously... And, uh, it, I put this in here even though I was like, well, who wasn't who is he talking to? Cuz for anybody who's going to be watching the show, it's pretty much soaked up everything clone wars and rebels and and anything else in the the, the verse. But yeah, I guess this much- is for to the people who are more casual fans or or just kind of come into it, so. Cuz cuz I was like, I was, looking at this, I was like, wait, are there there are actually people who've not watched the clone wars? <laughs> Like, who are these people? I guess. Yeah. I guess. But I know that can happen, and it does happen, so it's like, you know, yeah, sure. Um, New Fast X trailer gives Jason Momoa Destructive Vengeance in Vatican City. So, folks, I I know it's very good and, you know, very, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like you try to bring people to your articles by basically hyping up things and making people interested in what it but giving away things and, and I, I guess whether it's it's a spoiler or not you know remains to be seen but i have seen article titles like hey Jason Bowers doing this Jason just doing that I'm like why don't you just let people watch the trailer for themselves to see what's in it <laughs> as opposed to you I guess "quote unquote" spoiling what, what happens in the trailer, type of situation. Yeah. Um, now, granted, some people are predisposed to to watch every a little thing about you know every trailer for another thing, and then s- cry about getting spoiled when the movie actually comes out. That that's a whole other side of the situation. That's also kind of similarly sad. That being said, I have not watched this video, or at least I think I watched like two seconds of it because it came up when I was watching a a YouTube video. But I didn't really watch it because I was like, I don't need to. And I'm pretty sure 1870 probably feels similarly. Yep. Not at this point. It's too close now. Yeah. Pretty much. Because, yeah, because the first couple of seconds I I saw was like, okay, sure. He's he's making with the jokey. Whatever. (laughs) We get it. Um next up though we're going to get into the anime section. I
0: am want to watch Haikyuu again maybe. Of course. You uh, of <laughs> course I <will>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so in this new story, Demon Slayer Season 3 has kicked off Tanjiro's newest training. So if that wasn't teased already at the beginning of the Swordsmith Village arc, it's high. It, it kicked into high gear in this past week's episode.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty good episode. Uh, I, I dare say, you know, it was, it was pretty fun. So, we'll yes.
0: To- you know what's funny about it?
1: For people who are
0: coming off of the high drama of the end of the last season and the high drama at the beginning of this season. Right. This is definitely a tonal shift for the characters that are taking the lead of this story. You know, we're taking a bit of a break from Inosuke and from Zenitsu. But we're getting uh, more spotlights shown on other characters. And, of course, Tanjiro and uh, Nezuko, right? right. So, uh, you know, enjoy that. Enjoy, you know, seeing some new characters take uh, center stage. But at the same time, uh, you know, this, the, these first two episodes have really delved into the comedy and some of the cutesy factor. Uh, what, what is that, what, what is that,
1: uh, that cuteness, what, what is it? Oh, you're talking about like, uh, kawaii, kawaii
0: Yeah, kawaii-ness, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, kawaii yes, 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 Kawaii stuff. Yes. Right? Every time I hear kawaii, I'm like, Hawaii kawaii? Yeah, but, huh? uh, um, you know? ultimately that's you know that that's you know like it's a it's a bit of a change of pace when you think of how dramatic some parts of the first episode were and the ending of the last uh the last season basically so um but yeah no it's been good you know it it just takes a little getting used to and then you have to remember all of those times when zunitsu was like the the core well zunitsu and inosuke were the core uh, comedy relief for
1: many an episode hmm you know? Well, that and, and um, uh, Zenitsu being quite annoying <laughs> at the same time.
0: Takiro. You know? Yes, exactly.
1: So, and and luckily they you know spoilers they kind of got that out of the way with the first episode. was like all right, yeah. here's where they are, and here we go. But yeah, actually going back to He's what you were kind of saying,
0: just somewhere else.
1: Right, exactly. He's annoying other people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, which I guess leads to questions like, okay, is this whole arc, and, I, and I'm sure there are people who have read the manga already know the answer to this and this doesn't need to be answered. But for those of us who are watching strictly the anime, you know, I guess the question is like, well, this, this is this just going to be a is this mostly arc is going to be a solo Tanjiro story, which granted he's the main character. So it's probably going to, you know, it's going to be centered around him anyway, because there's even not much Nezuko in this last couple of uh, episodes so far. Right. So lots of hugging though. Hugging. hugging, Indeed. Indeed. Hugging. Yeah. Which actually reminds me. Yeah. So I watched it when I was watching the, um, the intro of it. And, you know, of course, listen to the, to the, to the OP and, and all that kind of goodness. And, um, I was like I noticed, you know, they were you see people pop up into it and I saw somebody I was like we hadn't seen it in a minute. I was like, Oh <laughs> You know because there's a certain section where they have a whole bunch of people like that's going away from the camera but their backs are turned to it as they're going back and it was like, Oh, damn, why they had to do it to us like that? <laughs> that's messed up. But you kinda get the idea of what they're what they're what's probably going to come up during the course of this uh season also. So anyway, like I said, it was good. We, we're still keeping up with it. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next episode, which is Saturday. Yeah, uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. I, I usually watch them like Monday or Tuesday. So yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, next up uh, Dragon Ball finally reunites future trunk future Gohan and Trunks. Excuse me. So and this is for Super Dragon Ball Heroes, which I did not know had started. Oh no, this is a promo for Super Dragon Ball Heroes, which I don't think. This is a video game stuff, right? Uh there is a no. I think this is the next part of the anime, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is because this is a promo for the anime, but there is a kind of similarly titled game. From right. Like a year or two back, but I don't think it. I don't think it'll have anything to do with what's coming up within this, whatever that might be. But yeah, this was a. So there was a um, promo. What well, seems to be a promo of uh, uh, of uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes that was put out on Twitter, uh, and it looks to be like like the title says reunites future future Gohan and Trunks for whatever reason. I did not watch it because I am so far behind on to, uh, Dragon Ball Super. Wait, so Dragon Ball Heroes is out now? No, I think this is like I think this is coming. This is an upcoming thing.
0: Super Dragon Ball Heroes Anime gave us an amazing and wholesome reunion. Yes, now so I'm going to look this up.
1: Yeah, so there is a game, but I think that uh, there is a... Oh, wait. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Yeah, because did something sneak under our noses, folks?
1: Uh, oh, it's a web series. That's what hey, I'm seeing the same thing. Well, this was a web series that was like 48 episodes from a couple of years ago that was tied to the game. Okay, which I, I played some see. of that game. Uh, but I not But but again, I wouldn't have known either way. Yeah, matter of fact, I have played that game. Uh,
0: no, I knew, I knew that. I knew that. That's why you know, like. Uh, I knew that was the title of the game, so that's why I immediately came out and said, is that some video game stuff?
1: Right, but I wasn't so, sure. I thought because I could just sworn they said they were working on another chapter of Dragon Ball Super, which was this. Right. But uh, if they're going back to that, um, then, yeah. Like I said, that's from 2018. And I think that's in, yeah. And, that, and I do remember that game, like I said. So I was like, okay, i don't not entirely sure. Nevertheless, there is an anime for it, so they're doing something with it. Or something else with it. Or they're bringing that web series over here, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Interesting stuff. All right. Yeah. Next up. Alrighty.
0: Uh, Just give me a second. I would like, because we were both working on figuring out what this story meant. I went to, I went in and I was clicking on something else. So just give me a moment. And we switch over to the manga corner. And might as well. Oh, an unfortunate real world news. Assassination classroom manga was removed from Florida and Wisconsin school libraries. So Gifford middle school, middle school in Eastern Florida removed the assassination classroom manga from its library last month after receiving complaints from groups. The Elmbrook, A school district in southeastern Wisconsin similarly removed the manga from its electronic library last month after a complaint by a parent. The series is facing challenges in other states as well. In the assassination classroom manga and its adaptations, a class of middle school students are tasked to assassinate their home teacher, who is really an alien with superpowers, before it destroys Earth at the end of the school year. No surprise
1: for Florida and Wisconsin, same yeah basically and i because when i first saw this i was like they probably just saw the name of the book and was like oh no we don't we, i don't care what's in it we got to get rid of it cause for the kids like they don't really like they really damn care now granted like i said i know a little about what's going on in this book slash anime but you know it's still ridiculous one way one way or another so uh so stupid Anywho, who uh jujutsu kaisen cliffhanger sets up gojo's comeback So, the manga has, uh, it says here that the manga has taken a sharp turn towards the final climax of the Culling Game arc. And the cliffhanger for the newest chapter, uh, has begun setting the stage for, well, like I just said. So, apparently Gojo's been out of action in the manga for, (laughs) according to this article, well over a thousand plus days at the time of this writing. Um... And last time fans had gotten to see Gojo doing anything was his fight at the start of the Shibuya incident. If you're keeping up with the manga, which I am not, and I don't believe Agent Seventy is either, so gonna just gonna pop past that because I'm sure that may or may not be something we'll see in the uh, in the anime at some point. Right. Next up. Jujutsu Kaisen
0: shares what must happen for the culling game to end. So, again, more spoilers for the manga. So, uh, you know, this is uh, an intense arc in uh, Gege Akutami's Jujutsu Kaisen manga series. So, you know, I'm not going to get into it because maybe at some point one or both of us might be reading this. I still have not jumped into that very reasonably priced Shonen Jump subscription <laughs> yeah i've been thinking about that um, still haven't done it i just i find myself without time to read our review books i'm like when am i gonna read manga right but then what happens is that there's gonna be like a veg out weekend like last weekend where i'm like oh let me, yeah i'm looking for something to read and i have like stacks of prose and non-fiction to read and you know, I'll pick something like that up, or watch some, you know, some other something else on 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 uh, Netflix or streaming. So, right, you know, so you know, it's it's a it's a weird thing to to try to figure out what is worth subscribing to nowadays.
1: So, the funny part about this, just a little behind the scenes for folks that uh, that may be newer to the show, uh, we were doing evergreen episodes at the start of the pandemic back in uh, twenty twenty, and I dare say that I while we were peppering i I, we were kind of peppering in little bits and pieces of anime stuff um you know here and there for the more way more popular stuff like dragon ball or whatever it may be. but being that you know agent 70 at the time had not started on his anime journey you know it was just me kind of putting in some stuff that i kind of would
0: well i'd only been right i was about to say i'd only been on attack on titan at that point
1: right so I'm saying all that to say that this, that we kind of the reason why Anime Corner and my corner kind of exists was because we kind of started doing some of that stuff to kind of um, uh, fluff up the light news or the the light comic uh, comic book a uh, uh, part of this show because of right. what was going on at the time.
0: Right, and at the same time, as Roddy Cat said, you know, we're both kind of on a uh, uh, on a you know kind of spurred on by my anime journey and my greater understanding gives Roddy cat more uh more of a reason even to keep trying other things so
1: yeah because i've been doing that i've been i've been been on the anime train for a good minute so it's just a matter of you know it's like hey some newer stuff coming out and some some popular stuff have come up that i still haven't seen yet but nevertheless exactly you know. exactly and, and and it's that newer
0: popular stuff that i'm on right away because I'm, I'm not like behind on anything else right so it's interesting how like one plays into the other like i'm like hey have you watched this yet and you're like no i'll get to it
1: yeah you know yeah which is actually coming going to come into a head um fairly soon actually uh well, give or take what we already got going on with you know Movie protocol and whatnot, but we'll we'll more we'll talk about that at a later date. Um, so now we're going to get into the comic book uh, corner section.
0: All right, cut it there.
1: So this may be something of interest to some folks who um like art books and uh like you know helping out charities. So Like the, me,
0: like me, like me. Exactly. I saw this story. I'm like, I got to look at this.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I was going to ask you because I figured you might have had some of this stuff already. But well,
0: wasn't. I just opened up. I literally just opened this article up. So this is a humble bundle mm-hmm. from Dynamite Entertainment. So I do have that George Perez storyteller. So you go into the story and then I'll gotcha. talk about what I have.
1: So essentially is is it is what a seven said It's a humble bundle uh from Diamond the Diamond uh comics, which uh are a bunch of art books. I think the one I have on here is the Art of Atari. Actually I got that in the hardcover. Um that you can uh buy. For those who don't know about a humble bundle, it's pretty much a um an organ- charity organization uh that you can they they put out a bundle uh, or they even have a subscription for certain video game bundles and other stuff that you can give money to and you get, um, you know, some books out of and, or, or video games or, um, software, you know, that kind of stuff. If you, you know, depending on how much you you pay, um, so it is kind of like, a hey, pay what you want, and you can get X amount of stuff. you know, And there's usually some good stuff and stuff with um, a good value on it. If you're watching the video version, you can see, which I don't know if this was intentional or not, this has a $1,337 US dollar value on it. So, um, which if I'm not mistaken, that's LEET if you, you know, are on a calculator. But... Um, mm nevertheless like i said you if you're watching the video version you can you know they have suggested price or you can put your own price in here um and it's like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and 11, 11, there's a lot of' it's a lot of stuff in here folks if um it's a good amount of stuff so if you're into bo- art books like i said this might be something you may want to in uh uh you might want to get into uh this particular charity bundle it looks like it is for the heroes initiative hero initiative um which is not a surprise, but I think you could also adjust your donation to give to other charities um, that they are the humble bundle is associated with, and they do have a good bit. This one, no, actually, this one is specifically for the Hero Initiative, but they do have bundles yeah. where you can be like, um, yeah, but you there do have bundles was like, yeah, yeah, I, I might not want to do this one, but I want to, you know, either do this one and or another charity, or you know, just switch up a, whatever charity it goes to. So. But it's a it's a great thing, it's, you know, it's a great value, and, like I said, it's for charity. And, you you know, you, you get some stuff out of it. Like I said, there's that right. John Cassidy book, there's some Frank Perella stuff, uh, Art of Trauma, They they aforementioned uh, Joseph Perez stuff, Howard Chaikin, Tekken, Red Sanja, you know, um, Street Fighter, you know, Dynamite stuff. The, the boys. Right. Uh, the Dirk Robertson's right. stuff. So then, that Art of Art right. I'll tell books is pretty that,
0: good. Right. No, yeah. I
1: was just going to add that. You know, in terms
0: of what I would really want,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I already own the Perez book. Right. I, I have a hard copy of that, but that Cassidy one looks very nice. The Ramita Legacy book looks very nice. So, you know, I mean, those are the, and Street Fighter, and the Street Fighter ones, the other stuff is kind of, you know, hit and miss for me. I don't know if I would do the three-book bundle and just give, like, a good, a good donation anyway. Right. Just because I wouldn't want to have, like, all the other stuff um, right. kind of, you know, clogging up the the, the data banks here. But, uh, you know, it's interesting that this is, uh, it's, this is an interesting, humble bundle to invest in.
1: Which, yeah, as uh seventy kind of kind of just mentioned this is for PDFs or epubs or Cbz's, not for actual hardcover or paperback books, so this is just like digital right. copies of these books, not not physical right,
0: soft copy, not hard copy
1: right, uh but yeah, so look at it, good stuff, go check it out if you feel if you feel so inclined um, next up next up ghostbuster
0: screen accurate proton pack is being released by Spirit Halloween that. Purvey that that The that, 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 <laughs> that, that renter of temporary spaces everywhere around the country, folks, Spirit Halloween, the they are using shop. some of that money that they would be using to pay rent to some landlord that just wants a one-month tenant or two-month tenant to produce a screen-accurate proton pack for all of those hordes of Ghostbusters that get dressed up every Halloween good for them that they have something cool like this uh looking for the price looking for the price price price
1: Yeah, price, more price. hardcore pretty much has have, have made those their own as they're seeing, but this is for the folks who are like yeah i don't i don't have that kind of skill
0: <laughs> or that time right or that time sometimes it is really about time so mm-hmm. uh, um I, I don't see a price here i actually don't either it's not in the article. I'm going to go straight to Spirit Halloween. Oh, two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, sure. That makes
1: yeah, that's about right. Yep. Two fifty. Yo, right. two fifty. But it looks. I mean, according to it, it looks like for from these pictures. Look, don't look bad. So. No, no, of course. If, if it's screen accurate, it's one size fits most, just like it says. So you know you can put it over your back, and uh, yeah, it's powered by three AAA batteries. Yeah. Odd A notation. The gloves. In- Yeah, odd notations here says it's imported, so I guess this might be possibly a Japanese import or something. So, not not the same that detracts from it, but it was like that was a weird thing to put in an article. (laughs) I thought, but yeah, there you go. Proton packs are them. I I honestly kind of. Curious, but it's not going to happen, because I'll probably be saving my money for this next one. Transformers Legacy Evolution Commander Armada Optimus Prime is on sale now. Y'all know I love my uh, Transformers. Um, And that was a mouthful, actually. So, that particular Optimus Prime variant is uh, $89.99. It, the pre orders are out there now. It comes with a trailer to the dual blasters, Ion Cannon, and, of course, the Matrix of Leadership as an accessory. Um, Let's see. It's nice like a figure. figure. If you're watching the video version, this looks like more of the Convoy slash Japanese... Oh, wait. No, this is from Transformers Armada. Okay, I did not watch that show. But that's still you know, doesn't negate partial of what I just said about it. Cause I was about to say, it looks like it was more of the uh, Japanese version of convoy or a version of, but not really. It's from Amada. Go figure. Next up.
0: XO 6 unveils the first wave of collectible figures from Star Trek. Picard. The first three, one, 1 to six scale museum grade articulated figures include Admiral Picard, Worf and Vatik. So price, 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 These look
1: like hot toys, which means they're going to be expensive. Mm -hmm. Also, Um, shout out uh, to Worf um, in, in that last episode. That's all I'll say.
0: Yeah, you know. Hey man, he
1: was tired at the end, right? He was like, "I'm getting too old for this shit." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Like he had, he straight up had that vibe. Was like, you know what? I feel you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great. One anyway. of the funniest parts was you had a blaster in there this whole time, right? <laughs> right. Which, again, uh, uh, speaking of merch, that's probably going to be on sale at, at some point. That's yeah, Worf's uh, swords, swords slash uh, well, bat left slash.
0: Oh, yeah, slurs. I will go to you, it's not a bat left. It's but, not a bat yeah.
1: left. Like I can't remember what they called it though. But they do. Uh, there is a name for it. I can't remember what it is though. Right. You know, and
0: and and, and Riker trying to pick it up. That made I was cackling laughing. Right. So, all right. So, yeah, there's no price here in the article, but we're going to see more details on this uh, in the weeks and months
1: to come. Yep. Um, actually, I'm just going to click through real quick. No, no, no. Well, never mind. No, it yeah, not Yeah, so I'm looking at the bottom now. I figured there might have been a, another thing. But, yeah. Uh, I, totally went, I, I totally went hunting for the price. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, you know what? For some strange sort of reason, I was not expecting them to have figures for the show, but also... Can't say I'm surprised. So anywho, uh Ravensburger releases Disney Lorcana Quick Start Rules. So yeah, some and um, thankfully I guess I didn't um talk about the leak last week because this article came out anyway. So Ravensburger, who is doing the new um Magic the Gathering slash Hearthstone type uh card game for the Disney universe uh came out with a some a rule set because there was a leak of it because some trade magazine and some other folks got uh got a apparently got a set of rules uh early uh and this particular set doesn't come out until actually August or mid August. Now that I think about it because yay. Um so yeah, this article kinda goes through and and uh what that was was in that quick uh quick start guide and uh, it's curiouser and curiouser I have been interested I and a friend of mine have been interested in this card game because you all know I like card games so this is something I'm looking forward to needless to say next up Star Wars
0: deal over at Amazon I don't know wait Zavi I'm sorry
1: yeah, I'm about to say I don't know if this right. is still going on because this is a few days old. But go ahead.
0: Right. So apparently at Xavi, I've never heard of Zavi. You can get the Black Series Force FX Darth Vader Elite lightsaber, and you know from originally priced at two hundred seventy eight ninety nine down to one seventy nine ninety nine. That is a discount of thirty five percent.
1: That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. Um. It is, again, it is for Vader's lightsaber and not one that has recently changed status. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but again, this is a few days old. So, yeah. Well, I'm sure we will see something on that because I think there is actually, that this particular thing is actually already out on the market. Has been out for a good while, but we'll see. Anyway, get fit with Marvel Heroes. So uh, I saw this and I was like, what the heck? Marvel Move Mobile Fitness Program coming soon. And I watched a little bit of the trailer for this and, and I'm seeing like it's basically audiobooks. What seems to be audiobooks with possibly a fitness theme. Think along those lines and that's and you're kind of there. So I guess if you are one of those runner type or, or workout types, uh, you can put this on as uh inspiration so yeah so apparently there's a collaboration between with uh, marvel and six to start which is the uh oh the co-creators of the wildly popular fitness app zombies run so there you go if you know what that is you know what, what you get into uh for the global launch of marvel move which is a new interactive fitness adventure for smartphones it's coming this summer and the collaboration features top-tier talent and favorite Marvel characters, including Thor, Loki, Hulk, and the X-Men, in a uniquely immersive story... This is the article from Marvel.com, by the way. Uh, so that, that's why some of the language is like it is. <laughs> in a uniquely immersive storyline-led uh, story running adventure. Uh, then it goes into the, the, the pedigree of six to start, and yada, yada, but I don't see... Uh, we see the storylines that are here which uh, one is Thor and Loki there's an X-Men one with Orcas, apparently written by Tenny Howard that is the only name on here that I know of um, you know of any comic book note but yeah there's a there's a trailer in here and you can take a look at the app and this article and all that good jazz next up
0: all right, so in a weird bit of news, Marvel Spider-Man is leaving PS Plus soon. So is that like the the online download shop?
1: No, it, it, actually, it's not that weird. So PS Plus is there basically, hey, um, you get... It's like uh, um, Xbox Live. The way Xbox Live is where it used to be. Well, actually, I don't remember how... how, how last time you, you dealt with that kind of stuff. But basically, hey, you give... It's a subscription where every month you get three uh three free games but if you stop paying for it you don't get those games anymore i gotcha so in this particular case spider-man which is actually first party that is the weird part about this because uh the spider-man game is a first party game is leaving the playstation plus catalog for some odd reason um I said first party, second party. Regardless, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a fairly in-house uh, game. So I'm not sure why it's... Uh, they, they're saying it is because of their normal content refresh, which they do, but normally it's for like mostly third-party games that do that. This is the first time I've seen or heard of a first, second-party game kind of getting taken off of the catalog. But for those of us who already have the game, and that's probably a lot of people, it doesn't matter any much. But for those who are you know, on the subscription cl- uh, thing, plan, and get those free games. That one's leaving you. So, you probably might want to, if you want to keep it, you probably want to buy it. There you go. Next up. um, This Marvel Snap card, so yeah, so apparently I heard about this, and I don't think I've gotten it yet, but apparently uh, with the last Marvel Snap update, which is their mobile card game, um, they came up with a, a Kitty Pride card, which apparently is broken. And it's so broken that they, they, they're they just basically giving it to everybody, because in order for them to fix it, they would have to pretty much uh, change some some game mechanics. Which is is kind of funny, because I'm sitting here like, well, this is y'all's game, and y'all kind of should have known. But then again, I guess once it gets out into the player's hands, you kind of, you know, you you never know what people, uh, people kind of get into it. But apparently Kitty Pride is, is an OP and so because of the fact that it's op everybody's getting it so you don't just have to so nobody's going to be left without they've given away cards before so it's not surprising but because of the fact that this was broken it was like you know what just put everybody on uh, an even playing field so there you go shout out to kitty pride getting being being an op character for once (laughs) next up all righty,
0: so we are over into comic book news proper. The Fall of X continues to spread its devastating wings across the X-Men franchise with a new series starring the Children of the Vault, as we've talked about in previous news. Fall of X will spill out of uh, July's X-Men Hellfire Gala number 1 with the new series and titles launching as the X-Men head into a new era of uncertainty and danger. One of those series will be Children of the Vault by writer... Dennis Camp, and artist Luca Maresca. Camp will make his Marvel Comics debut with Children of the Vault as he teams with Maresca in a four-issue miniseries featuring the time travelers
1: Cable and Bishop. Okay. Yeah, which I was like, wait, they've been at odds with each other. Like, I don't know, I don't even know if they've had any time with each other, (laughs) you know. Right, right,
0: right, right. They definitely were hunting, well, Cable's hunting Bishop down, or vice versa for a while there. Right. And thank you to our very own birthday boy, Timothy Adams!
1: Yeah, yeah. Shout out the to story. shout out to, to Tim Dog ninety uh, eight, who who wrote the spoil, uh, wrote this. Um, that's not a spoiler. Wrote this uh, article, and yeah, it happened to be his birthday on the day that we are recording. So happy birthday, Tim! Um, I don't think he drank, so I couldn't send him anything if I wanted to. <laughs> um, anyway new Spider-Man's identity has been officially re- revealed and he's an X-Man icon. All I'm going to say is, uh, bamf. Right. So in that, um, uncanny Spider-Man, uh, new book that is coming out that we talked about, uh, apparently it won't be Peter. It won't be Miles, It's going to be Kurt Wagner. <sighs> what? Yeah. Which you, about, you know, hey, I I like that crawler. He's he's probably one of my I favorites. I do too, but it's so, one of those
0: things that make you say,
1: right? Like, what's going to lead up with this, and and why is he doing it? I guess that's the more more important thing. <laughs> like, he has an identity of his own now. He's you know, he's he's franchising, but. Um, I think we've already talked about the the creative team. It's Sy Spurrier and Lee Garbett, our creative team. So, and it says here, like, will Fer- will follow Kurt Wagner, uh, the heart and soul of the X Men, as he becomes New York City's newest street level superhero, fighting uh, uh, fighting against classic Spider Man villains, and investigating his true parentage from his biological mother. Oh, come on, are they still doing that? <laughs> of all the people with, um convoluted you know biologies you know Scarlet Witch being one Kurt's kind of Curtain Rogue is kind of up there Uh, so I don't that part of it's kind of ridiculous but at the same time I get why I get partially why Kurt would want to do that because he's an adventurer you know he, he loves just he's a swashbuckler but you know we'll see I'll read this book I'm going to read this book we're going to read this book you will find out what we feel about this book when it, when, it, when it comes down. Next up.
0: So in the wake of Fall of X, the summer's event coming out of the Hellfire Gala, Canada's premier super team, Alpha Flight, is undertaking a new mutant mission, and it's going to be uh, uh, in a book written by Ed Brisson and uh, with art by Scott Godlewski. Okay. Let's see if there is. Is it a limited series? It's one of five. Okay, so it's a five-issue limited series. Yeah, on sale. First issue on sale August sixteenth.
1: So cool. Um, think. So here's the news that I was uh hinting around to when we were talking about uh, Amazing Spider-Man earlier. Marvel told Amazing Spider-Man writer to avoid conventions over. Uh, that's comic book conventions, over issue 26, Quotes fans will be very mad at me. Um, so apparently whatever Zed Wells is going to do in issue 26 is probably going to have some people upset with me. It says here, the most shocking issue of Amazing Spider-Man in 50 years. A heartbreaking issue that will have fans everywhere talking. Now, we've heard this kind of rhetoric before, so sometimes it comes true, sometimes it doesn't um and as i was saying i said earlier we're kind of halfway there with the zeb wells in this particular volume it's <laughs> so not necessarily kind to the of, mad part but it's like it's just just kind of annoying and upsetting in parts right
0: i kind of remember seeing slot running you know worriedly away from people in the wake of uh superior spider-man the, yes. the the reveal of what happens to peter so yeah. peter. i remember yeah. that at new york
1: comic-con mm-hmm. i remember him
0: like kind of
1: quickly walking away from like
0: me and a group of people
1: right and of course people you know in, in uh people sending death threats over stupid stuff in the past for for comic books or whatnot you know has been a long-running thing I, you know i don't know what this is but people get a grip and a life maybe a little bit of both but uh there is a a poster not a poster here but apparently um here i'll just put it this way on stands oh on stands may 31st the oversized amazing spider-man 26 promises to be a key turning point in wells and remade this run one that will quote send shockwaves throughout the marvel universe uh, quote, I can tease that many people will be very mad at me. I can tease that editor Nick Lowe told me not to do any conventions after this uh issues come out, which we're gonna be in the height of convention season, so all right. People will be upset. And of course you can if you're watching the video version, you can see uh what possibly might be the cover of issues twenty five and twenty six. Uh, so
0: that's gonna be out right after Memorial Day weekend.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I guess kind of intriguing if these of these two are the covers indeed. One over the one particular over the other, but you know, we don't have long to get there. We'll we'll get there when we get there. So, people need to chill. It's a comic book, by the way. Yeah,
0: <laughs> much, pretty much. But, pretty You much. know,
1: that's, that's I'm sure we'll say this again as, as time goes by, but people are silly. Next
0: up. Next me. up, superstar creators will celebrate Marvel Comics' birthday in Marvel Age number 1000. I remember Marvel Age.
1: Yeah,
0: me too. Uh, This August, pick up a giant-sized spectacular starring the X-Men, Spider-Man, and more to celebrate Marvel Comics' birthday in Marvel Age number 1000. So this article has a whole lot of character uh, creators, that is, hmm. listed with uh, the character stories that they're going to be working on. So that's, pr- that's a pretty cool lineup. Yeah. That you know, for everyone from J. Michael Straczynski and Kara Andrews to Slot and Allred to Rainbow Roll and Marguerite Sauvage mm-hmm. to uh, Mark Wade, Alessandro Capuccio, uh, Steve McNiven, Jason Aaron and Pepe La Raz, Ryan Stegman, Adam Kubert and Armando
1: Iannucci and more. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, some would say Star Soder. Yes. Oh, it also says here that Marvel Age One Thousand will bring back. I don't think I don't know if I still have the thing. Um, I do right here somewhere, but I don't know where it is. What's that? It says here that Marvel Age One Thousand will bring back a classic and beloved Marvel Comics tradition, the Marvel Comics Value Stamp. Oh, okay. And I remember a couple of years ago going, uh, going to a comic shop where they kind of had the old, you know, like, hey, Marvel Comics Value Stamp, uh, little, uh thing and i had it around here somewhere but i don't know where it is now so i had to look for look for that for some other time and i don't know as like because i wasn't sure why they were doing that if they weren't going to bring that up then and but then gotta stop going to comic book shops as much so i don't know what they did about that or not or what that was the whole thing about but if i find it i will have to uh oh wait actually oh here it is right here uh, yeah. I don't know if uh, this displays this kinda yeah there we go so yeah this was the thing that was given out uh, a couple of years ago um, oh and it said find uh, value stamps in these particular books which you can't see cause, but it's a bunch of them uh, and it's, uh, it's a fold out with the, the, the yeah that doesn't play don't worry about it and I'm not taking off my um <laughs> my background but I will put pictures out there on the internet uh, so you can see this thing in, in full but this was from like a couple of years ago so I'm kind of wondering if they continue in this with that or this is something different I don't know anyway next up it's uh, uh, you oh okay oh great I get the bad news um, uh, uh, it's bad, bad and and and
0: and unexpected and, and because we we actually had as a as a group as as a group of uh, Compa Chronicles uh, hosts and co-hosts had you know discussions about this
1: the other day. Yeah, we did. We did. I mean, it is it is not as big a deal to some folks other than others. Uh, and let me actually get to what that is. Oh, I hope I didn't have. Uh, I hope I didn't have this shot on the wrong shot this whole entire time. That's great. Um, Marvel Comics app purchases are moving to Marvel Unlimited. So Marvel Comics' app was being supported and run by Comixology. As we have talked before. Uh, Comicsology is owned by Amazon, et cetera, et etc. They have cut their staff. Uh, from Comixology, so probably less people to support said Comixology app and um, any other apps that they were doing, which were a couple of other people's, including Marvel's. In that I think about it. Um, and uh, but apparently the Marvel Comics app is going to get shut down. Uh, Marvel pretty much was like, "Nope, we, we're we're getting off off this train," because they already have Marvel Unlimited. So. For folks who have bought um, Marvel Comics books from the Comixology app or from the Marvel Comics app uh, all of those purchases are moving to Marvel Unlimited so if you're not already there on it which is well, I, which is going to be interesting because knowing what Marvel Unlimited is, sure they can make space for it but I'm curious as to see how or if it's going to get a little more cluttered. Because Marvel Unlimited is a fairly clean app for what it is at this point, and now adding people's um purchases to it seemed like it may or may not clutter things up. I don't know. That that is me speculating. So, but uh, June second is when the Marvel Comics app is going to get shut down, and starting May the second, the ability to purchase comics will be removed from the app ahead of that date. Um, it says here the iOS users will need to create and link your comics, uh, Marvel Comics app to a Marvel account to be able to access the the um, Marvel Unlimited, and then uh, probably. Oh, Android users don't need to, to do that because they already have a Marvel account. So, there you go. It's a it's a way to get people into Marvel Unlimited. And as we have said before, we are not getting sponsored, but it's a tool that we absolutely use. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says here that um, oh. Digital redemption codes uh, from print comics are going to be moved to Marvel Unlimited starting May the 2nd. No subscription required. So by uh, the next, what, two weeks? Yeah. So the next couple of weeks, they'll they move uh, Redemptions into Marvel Unlimited. Which, again, may or may not clutter up that app just a little bit. But we'll, we'll see how that works out. So, it is probably bad news for the four or five people who were using that app on a certain um, a device. Certain device, yeah, platform. I was going to say mm-hmm. actually, um, mainly the one that is associated with Comixology and their parent company. But right. as I said, life finds a way, and I'm sure they already have. <clears throat>
0: Next up, though. Next up. In comic book news, Superman Lost Number Two from DC Comics. Uh, was that out this week?
1: Uh, I believe that might be last week.
0: Yes, last week. So, the man of steel dons a brand new white costume, which apparently comes with a full on jetpack. In last week's Superman Lost Number Two, and if you want to know why he needs a jetpack, you should. Go read that issue. It's written by Christopher
1: Priest with art by Carlos Pagulayan. Those are pretty good creators. Indeed. Indeed. I'm curious about what a priest uh priest written Superman book would be, and I've meant to check this out, but I didn't have it not yet. Um. Luckily for Agent 70, I got the story. Uh <laughs> so apparently there is a Doctor Who story in which um that had well. Uh, apparently, it uh, tackles the question of what if uh, the doctor never left Gallifrey, uh, and apparently, uh, I guess this this story got dug up, um, and uh, settles uh, some some theory about that. I'm not going to go into this, uh, but. Let's see. The story is called time and time again by Paul Cornell and John Ridgway. And I don't know. This looks like this is a relatively old book, but I don't, uh, but it doesn't say when this book came out. So yeah, if you're a Dr. Hugh fan and don't know about that story and you want to do some hunting, go check that out. Next up.
0: All right. Last but not least folks,
1: our last story of the week yeah, we got Gears- one more after that, but let's um, go for it. We do have more? I don't well, see any more that, I'm putting this in here for a reason. You'll see why you know, yeah, after this. Oh, well, I was about to say, I guess I needed to click reload on the no, show. No, you don't. You no, know, I didn't put it in. Oh, okay.
0: Gears of War creator Cliff Blazinski's next project is a comic book called Scrapper. It's a big change who's ma- because he's making his comic writing debut. Okay. So this is the designer of Gears of War. And uh, Image Comics will launch Scrapper. Let's see here. I'm looking for release date. Oh, the first
1: issue will release on Wednesday, July 19th. I am putting a slight bit of money that at some point this is going to uh, result in a video game. (laughs) Or an animated series. Probably both, um, as I as uh, I'm suspecting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I I've, I I know Cliffy B. I, I don't know him, but I know enough about uh, the the this person to where it's like, yeah, I can't see why this would not go into some sort of video game. Uh, if it doesn't, I'll be sure I'll be shocked. Honestly. But, um, yeah, Clifford B's got got, getting a comic book, because that's, again, adding to the ways you can get into comic book writing, folks. (laughs) Be a video game um, developer. So Put that on the list if you don't already have it on there. All right, now then, that is absolutely the last of the comic book news. However, I'm just throwing this one in because uh, it's notable for reasons what I will say here. Matter of fact, I will drop it in the chat for Agent Seventy. Um, the Spider-Man movies are coming to Disney Plus.
0: Whoa! Hold on.
1: And, uh, yeah, not only that, but, um, at the time of this writing, they will be out in in a matter of hours. Because, um, Yep. It says here. Let's see, April twenty first, twenty twenty three, which again is tomorrow, as of um, fifteen as minutes of this, from now. Yes, exactly. As of this recording, um, all of the Spider Man movies, um, so which means all of the Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire ones, and Venom, of course, um, are going to be on Disney Plus with Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, coming to the platform on May twelfth. So, which means, yeah, because the other, um, the 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 other uh, Tom Tom Holland ones are already on there. and I think that's the only one that hasn't. Wait, no, Far from Home. Yeah, I was gonna say Far from Home. Wait, no, no, wait, wait, let's back up for a second. Yeah, Far from so, Home already on there. Because that's not that's not mentioned here. Checking, are you checking Disney Plus also? <laughs> yeah, because at this point, yeah, Far From Home should be there already. Uh partners, folks. Exactly, exactly. We're we're dun, uh, we're
0: missing around here because now we're like absolutely curious. Like, what the heck is going on here?
1: I don't see. All i to see what the animated stuff.
0: Trying to pull it up on the old uh Wait a second. So there's Homecoming Far From Home, what was the third
1: one? Um wait, I thought Far From Home was the the third one. No, there was Homecoming.
0: No, but how far from home was the Europe, the European trip with Mysterio, right?
1: No way home. No
0: way home. No way home is
1: the last one, right? Yeah, yeah. so that's not going to come out for a while still, probably. Probably. Well, it came. It's it's been out a couple of years at this point. So it shouldn't. So no, it should be coming soon. I don't know. Maybe they're still working that one out. Um, probably, probably yeah. in terms of streaming. Yeah, and probably in terms of streaming rights. Yeah, cause, yeah. So yeah. Um, like I said, the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Venom. <laughs> and the Tom, the Tom Hardy Venom movie are all going to be oh wait I'm sorry uh, Venom is also coming May 12th so Venom mm-hmm. and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming are both coming May 12th but the um but the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield movies are coming tomorrow as when you hear this <laughs> a few days from now they will be out on the platform crazy yeah. So that's why I went and said, let me go ahead and put this in right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's that's listen, that's a pretty big dra- that's a dramatic shift for Disney Plus, basically. You know, because the only Spidey stuff, the only MCU Spidey stuff that was on here was, you know, were his appearances in Civil War,
1: Infinity War, and Endgame and Doctor Strange. And Doctor no, wait, Strange. No, no, not Doctor Strange, not Doctor Strange. I'm sorry. I just I saw that cuz I was looking Oh, no, because that object. would be that would be No Way Home. Right. That would be No Way Home, right. So Um, but yeah, so if you want to see the (laughs) Doctor Strange and that kid from from 616, you got a little time to wait, but the rest of them going to be there. So that's pretty cool. You know, I was kind of wondering when and or if that was ever actually ever going to happen. And now we have the answer to that. Yeah, it'd be funny if there's ever a time when they come off. I feel like knowing Sony, probably, well, not, not knowing Sony, but I feel like Sony would do something like, like, all right, you know what? We're putting it on crackle, so we're taking our ball and go home. Right. So I would not be surprised if that actually did, does happen. Right, 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 right. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. And and that's that for this, this week's show. That is. So hit me with an ad, sir.
0: Our last ad read of the night is for, you know what, our last ad read of the night when it's late. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit CSPN.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, or the random Marvel Legends. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment. as I get my sound effects in order. It helps us keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today!
1: And as I rummage through Twitter to Kondo to retweet a couple of links, including the one we just got, um, I'd like to thank each and every one of you fine folks for coming out, Uh, whether you you lurked in the chat uh, while we are recording or, you know, catch this later on. Uh, after the fact and you're already watching the Spider-Man movies again for the umpteenth time um, I am your host Cat. you can find me at cat on Twitter you can find me at NewsNoticeNeed on Twitter, you can find me at CBcaps on Instagram Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram uh, PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter PopCultureNet and PopCultureNetwork.com and all those umbrella sites therein uh, and of course the birthday boy Tim D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter uh, CB Cron on Twitter um, uh, The Click Nation on Twitter that's T-H-E-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N uh, TheClickNation.com but also of course over at uh, comicbook.com under Timothy Adams writing his face off Happy Birthday Tim! Happy Birthday Tim Indeed um, and with that, folks, uh, you can find us on the Coastal of the Podcast at cspn.us. Do it today. You can also find us on your podcast, approval place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, or the Coastal of the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page.
0: Make sure to hit like and subscribe and leave us all the
1: positive five star reviews. Geo, yeah. um, Marvel Studios, that's the one I want. Uh you could also find us recording every Thursday night, uh, with the exception of the um with the exception of movie protocol, w- of which there will be a few of, apparently, in the next couple of months. Um at um Yeah, excuse me. Um, oh, I just drew a total blank. Sorry, I had a Picard. Um you can find us at youtube.com slash the nation and twitch.tv slash comic book chronicles
0: make sure to hit like and subscribe and hit the notification button so you know when
1: we are on live yeah and with that folks uh this has been the comic book chronicles peace peace one almost over y'all Shippen. I Uh, uh, uh. out. out.